1: We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
0: You heard her. Go subscribe. Artificial intelligence is remaking marketing as we speak. And if you're a marketer, you can either get up to speed or get left behind. The choice is yours and really, it's a no-brainer. Join Jeff Livingston and Greg Verdino as they explore the latest AI news, trends, tools, and ideas that are creating the future of marketing today. This is No Brainer, an AI podcast for marketers. Oh, and just in case you're wondering, yes, I am an AI. Take it away, Jeff and Greg. Hey, hey, everybody. This is Greg Verdino. I am here with my good friend, my brother from another mother, Jeff Livingston. And you are... Hey, and you are um, you are here with us for No Brainer. Uh, we are a podcast about AI for marketers. What's going on, Jeff?
1: Hey, Greg, how you doing, man? Anything cool going on this week? Binge watching anything
0: awesome or anything? I'm binge watching a lot of things. I don't know if it's anything awesome. You know, we've got an eight year old. So we're seeing a lot of bluey and a lot of the uh, the (laughs) Netflix Kung Fu Panda series. So I I don't know that it's the kind of stuff that uh, that you're into. Perhaps you are. I know you sometimes get a little bit freaky. How about you, my friend?
1: uh well speaking of freaky i finally caught up on white lotus and saw season two. Oh my god what a hilarious show particularly the way it ended jennifer coolidge oh my god it's oscars time <laughs> i haven't and seen a all single that, minute so. of that show so um
0: we definitely have yeah. to check it out we have to wait for the kids to go to bed and uh and <laughs> yeah
1: that's definitely a ns <laughs> Not safe for work show. That's definitely NSFW, man. Just like this show, just like this show, uh, which I guess is a good
0: segue, right? Uh, Why don't we, uh, if you could, Jeff, maybe run down a little bit, let everyone know what the show is about, since probably everybody is new to us, um, and uh, give people an idea of what we're all about, what, what they can expect every episode.
1: So maybe about 15 years ago, Greg and I were original uh, marketers out there blogging, doing that kind of thing. I think actually we're both old enough to remember when the World Wide Web was born. We've been here a while. We're both marketing pros. We've been through the wars. And uh, I think recently, most folks have become quite acquainted, maybe forcibly acquainted with ChatGPT. It's really what you and I have seen as a segue moment, across the chasm moment, if you would, where uh, we, as a profession as a society are now dealing with artificial intelligence it really has become quite present and it's all over the headlines so you know i think you and i have been playing with these tools before that anyway but we figured it'd be cool to get together uh share our learnings as we go i think i had a friend reach out to me this week and say hey you're a marketing ai expert i said well i'm actually three weeks ahead of you but you know I mean, that being said, if we are three weeks ahead, let's just share our learnings and raise all the boats. So I think each episode we'll talk about uh, some news. We'll talk about something that we both found to be really kind of deep and changing the perspective of the industry. And then some things that are pretty obvious, implementable tools or thoughts that we can uh, engage in as we go about our businesses. It's really to really help people that are in marketing get into AI and do so easily. Any thoughts
0: on that? No, but I I think it's exactly, I mean, obviously that's spot on. We've uh, talked about what our own show is going to be about, but, um, but, uh, (laughs) and, you know, I think, you know, your point about being three weeks ahead, I feel like we're in this world now where if you're three minutes ahead um, you're, you're in a pretty, you're in pretty good shape. And, you know, I, I like what you say about, you know, it's not, we're not experts, right? We're we're students of all of this stuff because it is changing so quickly. In fact, you know, if, you know, maybe even we had a sort of underlying message, it's that, you know, the experts aren't experts either, right? You know, certainly there That's are people who are right in the belly that these building artificial intelligence, but if you're a marketer, you're a salesperson, you're a consultant, you're a business person, uh, you're working in a company, you're the product guy, the design guy, the content marketer, you know, none of, none of us are experts, just now we are all making our way and if we can you know sort of help others make their way along with us as we're doing it just for ourselves um then i think we'll have achieved something here
1: yeah i really think that's the way of the internet too these days i mean things change so quickly even within the old media forms it's kind of like uh you have to be agile if you're not agile you're you're not going to be in your career very long so let's all swim together Absolutely. So I, I think you might have a little news that happened this week that you want to share about, right? I think it's a great way to start because it's yeah, top of mind. Absolutely. yeah. so I mean, like like any week
0: with artificial intelligence, there really nothing's really happened this week. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm kidding. Um, right. You know, of course, plenty of things have happened. We can't talk about every single news story from the past oh, that's week crazy, or the right? past day or the past hour. Um, but one thing you know, from a marketer marketer's perspective uh, that jumped out at me, it was uh, a press release and then some news articles around that release about something that uh, both fiat – the automaker and Kia are doing. Um, and I think Fiat and was they are really- And they're not the, the same
1: conglomerate. So that's two pretty big automaking chains. Two big yeah. two
0: big automakers um, kind of with their eye on the same prize. Um, and most of the story focuses really on what, what Fiat is doing, but I'll, we'll talk about both.
1: Right. So-
0: I think back uh, during CES, Fiat announced that they would be launching what they were calling a metaverse showroom. Um, and, and you know, normally that would allow... You know, I'd put the blinders on and say, okay, nothing to see here. Um, everybody announced their metaverse, you know, bullshittery, right? Um, but right. anyway, they announced, they announced a metaverse showroom. If there's a takeaway from that, it's the idea that it's essentially a virtual showroom experience of some kind. And this was not like a... Strap on the goggles, take off your legs, Mark Zuckerbergian metaverse thing. It was basically an experience they partnered with Microsoft to develop that runs in a browser. Right? That, 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 like, uh,
1: enter Microsoft. It seems like all AI roads come back to Microsoft,
0: right? Exactly. And that's where that's where exactly what happens here, right? So um, this is the new news, right? Because the the showroom is not new news anymore. It's that they announced in this in the past week uh, that they would be integrating open AI, Chat GPT like technology into the experience, with the idea being that as somebody who goes to shop for a vehicle, in this virtual experience, um, you have an option of speaking to a human salesperson or an AI salesperson. Um, right. who You just like with Chat GPT, or with a real human, you ask questions and it provides responses back, obviously trained on data specific to Fiat's vehicles. Um, where Kia comes into the picture is um, they've announced something similar And um, have additionally started talking even about making ChatGPT part of the ownership experience with an idea like, for example, uh, rather than having to open the glove box and start pouring through the owner's manual when a light goes on on your dash or whatever, um, making it possible to ask ChatGPT, hey, what's going on? This is the light I'm seeing or how do I change my
1: oil or whatever it happens to be that's probably more useful to me i mean the kind of car owner i am i'm like uh, absolutely yeah i don't know it's
0: like you know how do i open my trunk i have the car between (laughs) you and open the trunk um and you know even with the people banging and saying let us out let us out i still can't get the trunk open um but um that's not true
1: (laughs) you should see what we Um, did to our, our our side view mirrors the other day we were literally with our toyota they were Every time we'd start the car, they would go in. Every time we shut off the car, they'd go out. We had to totally Google and find this answer. I mean, it would have been really nice if Toyota actually had the Microsoft Teams chat rooms would be like, WTF? Toyota, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, right. so, here's
0: what no. here's what I think's interesting about this one, and I'm going to kind of love to hear your perspective as well. Um, obviously, yeah. a lot of people are talking about how they're going to use AI, and people are experimenting with it with AI. You know, last week we heard Coca-Cola announce a partnership with Bain to kind of implement a a a you know sort of a I mean a, a massive but in my view, kind of future looking um, program integrating open AI as a means of doing mass personalization for marketing and things like that, to me, um, and from what I've seen and what I've heard, and even the way it's been reported, These announcements, particularly the one from Fiat, which I believe is available right now in that virtual showroom, um, is the first mainstream implementation where a major brand is using the technology in a consumer facing application. So it's actually Mm. rubber meets the road time um, and it's either going to work or it's not going to work. What do you
1: think, Jeff? Well, I I do think it's an interesting Use case. So what I like about it and what I believe with a lot of these tools right now is um, this large language model, which is uh, uh, an algorithm type uh, for general AI, and which is what ChatGPT is. And that's why it works really well for some things and really poorly for some others. It really depends on the training data set. Right. And that's that's the whole thing and has been the thing with AI. It's garbage in, garbage out. So if you you look at that from a data set standpoint. If I'm Kia and I'm putting up my entire user manual in there, plus all my videos and all the other content that's available, perhaps I transcribe the videos. I don't know how ChatGPT consumes that information, but it's a very concise universe of data. And if it's all in there, that makes this a great use of that for a particular niche. And, and I think that it's a really outstanding, smart way to do it. And I also think the integration into Microsoft Teams is another example of Microsoft taking over the universe. And they're. Absolutely. let's be honest, since Balmer's been gone, they've done a really good job. Satya has been a really strong CEO. And yeah. I think the integration of Teams, the integration of all the Office devices, the Chats, uh, SharePoint, all that, all their apps, forms, and now ChatGPT into that is is becoming a little bit irresistible for enterprises. I mean, I think if I'm Google right now, I'm I'm really not happy, not just because of their poor press conference two weeks ago, which we would have been talking about today, but because this this kind of combination of plug and play with all the different apps is, is really kind of the no code, low code universe we're living in. And it, it makes it very, very hard to defeat from a marketing standpoint and uh so microsoft's the big winner here in my mind but i I do think it's a good use for kia in particular i think it'll be interesting to see how fiat does i still think fiat has to overcome being fiat but that's just me and (laughs) a very personal (laughs) snotty point of view on their cars so it's that challenge as well it doesn't matter how good the marketing is man if you got a crap car you got a crap car yeah (laughs) of course and
0: uh (laughs) <laughs> you know, I I think you know I I agree with you that the what what I think is smart here, given that this is meant to be a real live consumer facing app for both companies, is the fact that at least on paper it sounds quite limited in its application, right? Right. Um, very different from um, let's to use Microsoft as both the hero and the enemy, right? Uh, the and the villain, right? Very different from the integration of. Um, chat GPT into Bing, right? Where now you've got to process the web's real-time information and come back with something that's not word salad, that's not a hallucination, um, you know, that's <laughs> that's not inappropriate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm sure that... <laughs> that uh, what you do with you that seatbelt? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure Fionn Kia will get some of that and it'll be interesting to see how they handle that because it's, you know, Everything is interconnected, right? And uh, you know, this may even lead us, may even lead us into the sort of a sort of a new part of our conversation that you know of uh, a you know an experiment with artificial intelligence can turn into a PR nightmare right um, 100% it does all the time right right if you don't know how to actually respond to that and it's the humans in that case that are doing the responding
1: yeah i mean it's a it's a great example too like if you were to have let's say in that kia user manual set uh maybe somebody says something about only men or women can put the seatbelt on well what if i'm you know LGBTQ plus, and I identify as non-binary. All of a sudden, you have this bias right. that comes through, right? Which is, right, absolutely. very, very believable happening. You know, I mean, we're still in this world where we're figuring that out as a society, yeah, and absolutely. not all countries are in the same place. I have no idea what it's like in Korea. I'm not saying anything about Korean yeah, I don't culture, know. but. That's the age-old challenge with
0: any large right. learning model, of course, is that the data is inherently biased. And yeah. training the model on how to interpret that data, of course, can put some guardrails around that bias. but in many ways, you can't fundamentally change the fact that the world's information is binary in terms of gender. It's overwhelmingly white. It's overwhelmingly rich. Uh, certainly, it overwhelmingly represents one side of a digital divide.
1: Says um, two white guys. <laughs> who are rich. And bald. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, the other thing, though, is that's really dangerous from a marketing and PR perspective with this is the uh, um I think with the whole kind of I don't wanna put give companies uh, an excuse, right? Because you gotta do your homework here and ethical AI is critical. And that's really the whole trend is this ethical AI thing. But you know, the the issue that I see as a practitioner is that we're dealing a lot with a society on the public internet that's that has no mercy. Right. There's no mercy. So you're, you're going to get punished and you're going to get tarred and feathered, which is, a you know, your brand is going to really suffer as a result of that. At least this implementation of it will. And I think we even saw that with the, the chat GPT integration into Microsoft's Bing. And, you know, the Absolutely. thing is, there's no mercy. There's no tolerance for this. And uh, I think that we're going to just have to get over that for a little bit as a from a standpoint of that. And
0: it it reminds me a little bit of, I mean, the early to mid days of social media. And that's of course still goes on now with all the brands getting surprised, you know, things like United United broke my guitar, (laughs) (laughs) right. It's all these things, right. Where you'd have a, you know, some kind of a, it could be a relatively minor customer service issue turn into a really major PR, corp comms, disaster. Not
1: disaster. Um, yeah, and, post- and part numbers. of it's because the media wants to make it a disaster, right? Like the media yeah. loves right, these right. stories. Yeah. They love these and AI's these, evil oh. stories. It's it's great. Yeah. It's like how is coming to get you? You know, whatever. What was that thing in the Terminator? What they call that? The. The whole system, you know, the T eight hundred and the whole SkyNet thing is going to get you. It's like, come on, man! It's Mm -hmm. this isn't that. This is like, you know, basically a very smart, you know, data algorithm that's basically throwing a probability at you. Come on, right? It's come on, absolutely. (laughs) Come on, come on, man. Hey, man, let's move off of this. I hate Kia. Let's move on. You were, you,
0: now that you're in a bad mood, Jeff, I know you were out and about having, having some fun this week. Um right. you know, Why don't we talk a little bit what you were up to and some of the stuff you saw?
1: Yeah, no, I did an executive roundtable at APCO Worldwide here in D.C., and it was actually – kind of a warm-up for South by Southwest. I think by the time this is issued, South by Southwest will happen. Most of our episodes will be more frequent, but we wanted to get a couple out there for you for launch. So with that in mind, you know, South by Southwest, of course, we're going to see a lot of the AI stories coming out. And some companies are being smart about it, right? They are doing a little pre-tour. And uh, I was on the pre-tour for Profit, P-R-O-P-H-E-T. And part of my job is to be... Uh, Uh, I'm the content and marketing communications and employee communications and crisis communications and sales training guru within our company currently in this moment. And so this fell under the auspices of what I do, and I decided to check it out. And they have a really cool tool. I loved it. I was totally getting into the conversation with them, but I was in a room full of PR execs and they all looked very interested, but I won't lie. I did see the glint of deep fear in some of their eyes um, as we Mm -hmm. talked about. And there were some, you know, very, I would say common, but yet elemental questions about chat GPT and what it could do. What Mm -hmm. profit is, is actually something that's a lot more sophisticated and I like it a lot. It's a very sophisticated AI model and what an AI model as I understand it again, maybe being three weeks ahead or three weeks behind, depending on how you see this definition. It's a combination of algorithms that performs a series of tasks. And so the algorithms in play are basic machine learning data analytics to create probability matches, uh, recommendation engines on which ones to offer you, uh, and then, of course, some generative AI for your pitches. And what it does is it maps your pitch to the media reporters and the influencers that are most likely to write about that pitch dirty secret in media since social media basically cannibalized a lot of the reporting core is that there aren't a lot of real reporters left they pretty much just take pitches they don't take phone calls they take a lot of byline articles now it's a lot easier to get coverage that way so these pitches are pretty much standard approach and you can use a variety of channels to get it to them, obviously like LinkedIn messaging, Twitter, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, instead of hiring an agency to, you know, pay them $20,000 a month for your, I don't know, 40 media hits, maybe 30 media hits, maybe less, depending on how newsworthy you are. uh, What this does is it basically lets you do all that with a higher probability of success, maybe in a matter of hours. And uh, I wow. think that the keyword matching is really critical. And the, the trick is that they use the reporter's most recent covers to kind of boost that probability rating. Like, this person's on this beat right now. Okay. Um, and I think that scared people.
0: Um, as we're talking, if anybody wants to check this out, the the uh, website is PRPROPHET.ai, I believe. Yeah, we'll drop a link in the notes. Yeah. Yeah, we'll drop a link in the note. but for anybody who's like, I've got to see this right now, um, I am not a PR guy, right? I come from brand marketing, digital marketing. You know, Our paths crossed in social media marketing. Yeah. Um, so I'm not a PR guy, but looking at it, it looked be t- at face value interesting. Even if it's somebody who has hired PR agencies for right. my own company, um, I looked at this and said, you know, this is the work I would expect my PR agency to do,
1: right? Right. Um, Which they're usually not doing and just ripping you off, if your experience is like
0: (laughs) mine. Really, all they're doing is killing you. Um, But no, I mean, seriously, obviously, there are some some great PR agencies out there who, who do phenomenal work, but this looks to me like the kind of work that, an agency would do um, and most importantly in even the best agency, the kind of work that sort of junior staff would spend a lot of the time doing. Right.
1: Right. Um, totally. You
0: know, and, and, and it looks like it's, you know, being done obviously with some combination of AI tools um, that, that run the gamut, right. As you said, it's like, you know, Identifying who to pitch to constructing the pitch, right? And I'm sure there's probably also the ability to do some kind of measurement and analytics to see what's working, what's not working. And I noticed one of the things that was interesting when I took a look at this is it's, it's, Part of the Stagwell marketing stack, right? It's right. something that grew out of Stagwell, which is for anyone who doesn't know Stagwell, they're a fairly substantial agency holding company, um, and they also produce, say, or, or, or have built and maintain a fairly robust marketing stack. So this is not, you know, an example of a couple of guys who had a really cool idea when they got access to the cheap chat GPT API that spun it up. I mean, this is right. something that comes from an agency heritage, a marked, a MarTech heritage. Um, it looks pretty robust, but it, I guess it has me asking, um, you know, kind of in my head, you know, what does this mean for the agency, right? If if an agency, yeah. whether it's an agency or a client, can do all this work in let's say an hour instead of twenty hours, um, and that yeah. agency is used to getting paid billable hours, what does this mean now? Because a lot of agencies are going to have to deal with that, and a lot of marketers totally. are going to be putting pressure on those agencies, um, saying, "Hey, can't this just can't this be done quicker?"
1: with you know with ai and better right i mean that's the other thing it's going to be better um well first of all i do think it, it puts the impetus on agencies to be value-based and i think that's something that uh most agencies and having owned agencies in the past um uh, although i've been out of the media relations business until this current job for 15 years so i'm really kind of dipping my yeah. feet back in uh with this current gig but you know i mean generally media relations is uh it's changed a lot. And I know that agencies fight that, that value, like we'll pay you per hit kind of approach for, for decades, right? Like they definitely don't do it. And there's a whole bunch of BS vanity metrics that they offer. Uh, Just generally speaking, I I think that that, that gig's over and the agencies that are quicker to move towards like, Hey, you know, we'll guarantee you that we'll get out 80 qualified pitches we'll optimize your pitch and we'll do it like this, that kind of quantification metric. And that's, this Mm -hmm. is the cost that might be the value offering. Right. And uh, I think those that promise coverage based on relationships are going to get smoked out pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's one thing. I've seen a lot of,
0: I've seen a lot of talk about, you know, even coverage by relationships is, you know, kind of a myth at this point. because You said reporters are, you know, it's not like you've got a beat reporter sitting at a publication and, you know, they're writing think pieces, you know, they're, you know, everybody's a mercenary these days for better or for worse, right? Unless
1: you're top tier media, right? Like the New York Times has beat reporters, but let's be honest, if a beat reporter is getting assigned to you. It's probably not a good sign. You're probably in the White House, and you've got some some issue going on. I mean, I, you know, I mean, it's only the top tier brands that will be able to command that. And I think Microsoft and OpenAI actually did that with the launch of ChatGPT. But how much did they have to pay to get that kind of uh, coverage? I mean, you're talking probably hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of dollars for that campaign. Not a campaign that's accessible to your average company. I think another thing though that it brings up, and it, and I know I saw an article. I should have shared this with you before we got on, but just last night on ZDNet about YouTube adapting generative AI and how that's going to change the way video is done. And that's an obvious one that I've been hearing a little bit about with Adobe and video editing over the years. Yeah. But, like, how does that affect other parts of the agency, particularly creative elements where? So much of the content is is generated by human beings, or edited by human beings, or reviewed by human beings, and now you can just stick it into like a, an algorithm that can use probability to create a at least a baseline edit or a baseline yeah. version of this logo or whatever it is. How does that affect all forms of creative agencies where they now have to move to value based? Right. And that's, you know, and that's, I mean, obviously, that's where a lot of the
0: hand wringing happened right when ChatGPT was introduced, right? Any, you know, anybody that was, you know, worked in content marketing was like, oh, Wait a second, do I have a job anymore? Right. And you know, of course the technology is at a point today where is not at a point today where it can fully take over all of the things that let's say a good content marketing agency does, or a good video agency, or a great ad agency, or a great PR agency, right? Right. Um, but the, the challenge is that so many agencies, to be perfectly blunt, and I've got an agency and I've worked for other agencies, you've worked for agencies, have had agencies. Yeah. So many agencies kind of, I mean, to be honest, work like robots, right? You know, they crank out. Like, if you look at content marketing, there's a fundamental difference between, you know, sort of high-end custom research turned into really nuanced thought pieces right. and chaka block crank about seo
1: blog posts right oh and, totally totally boring you know, and you can totally <laughs> read when somebody's on that. You know it's garbage, yeah. right?
0: Right? And you know and you know if you're kind of working at the low end of the market and you're fundamentally a tactical shop, you only really have two choices, right? One is to work your way upstream and become more strategic and start to get brands to hire you for kind of big picture big picture strategic work, more nuanced production that isn't done so well yet exclusively through tools like these, right? Um, or you work down market, right? And you get really good at maximizing output at the lowest possible price. And right. that's not a to me, that's not a winning model. Some no. people will win because they can scale in a
1: way that makes them unstoppable. Um but like Fiverr. <laughs> like Fiverr's already got people doing that. You know, it's crazy. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. you know, So for the most part, it's not going to be, let's go down market. It's going to be, how do we go up market? And the problem that creates is up market's expensive, right? Are brands going to pay more money for strategic services? They're used to getting strategy for free when they buy the creative, right? Um, So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out and how it changes the model. I think one thing that's interesting is if more agencies move to value-based pricing, essentially output or outcome-based pricing, that for the first time aligns the interests of the brand and the agency, right? Because that's been the the age-old tension is the brand wants more work for less, and the agency wants to take as long as possible to do the work so that they're as profitable as they can be, right? right? If everyone's now aligned around output that's actually better, right? It actually brings the brand and agency teams together in a way that's more authentic and is more aligned strategically. Whether AI has the power to do that, <laughs>
1: I guess we'll see. Well, um, you know, it's funny because I'm a, you know, I like to like vomit my ideas in the blogs and try to uh, crystal them. And I'm, so, like you and I were talking last week about the prompt economy, and my prompt right. economy blog is coming out. But I think, like for for these agencies, like. Uh, the success ratio is really going to be their ability to prompt and work with AI to generate these outcomes. So even for yeah. the high end, like I think of like great content marketing and marketing strategy is not me too strategy, which a lot of companies do. Like I think 80, 90 percent of them will just be like, give me the the best way to get these tactics with the highest probability of success with the message. With yeah. It's most likely to resonate, but brilliant marketing. Doesn't do that. Brilliant marketing identifies those points and then finds the sweet spot where somebody's not talking about something, right? It finds that middle yeah. ground right. that maybe can be opened up a little bit, softened up, and then gives it a message that people are like, "Oh wow, this is really incredible," right? And, and I think that you know the ability to use AI to find those spots, maybe not even to to identify the the best places to go, but perhaps the outlier opportunities. That yeah. that is going to be what's going to be a premium. And if you can do yeah. that in this world, then you're going to be, well, you'll be success. You'll be the Banksy. Like you look at Banksy, I don't know. What is it with Banksy? He's just a Banksy of brand marketing. It's true. Like, how's this guy who does average stencils on walls become so, so nuanced, right? Because he's anonymous. He just shows up and disappears. He went to, he went to the Ukraine. Oh my God. You know, like he's got that panache, you know? And and I think that that is the difference between good marketing and bad marketing. It always has been always going back to Ogilvy and Lemon and the ability to stand out the ability to find that moment. It's, it's going to be incredible.
0: Yeah. And I think whether, you know, and this may be um, kind of, you know, building on a few of the things you said, it's, you know, whether you're using AI to optimize your production process, right? The thing that maybe those PR agencies seemed a little bit nervous about, is this taking our job or is this empowering us and augmenting us, right? Right. You know, I can use, you know, know, I can be more effective at pitching, not I am being replaced at pitching or whatever, right? Whether you're using it that way, right? So using it to write the messy first draft or to check your grammar or to translate or create iterations or uh, cut down versions, Versions or whatever right the production stuff or you're using it in the way you just described where you're uh, you really get smart about how to prompt the system in a way that unearths uncommon insights let's say um, either way and it, it of course can be both you know it's not an or it's an and um, at the end of the day you know the agencies who know how to work effectively with AI are going to replace the agencies that don't know how to work
1: effectively with AI i mean that's it's as simple as that right that's the bottom line to be an incredible few years and you have to think just based on apco worldwide hosting that event they probably actually have a leg up i mean clearly they see an interest you know but let's go to the uh let's go to our no-brainer that's really kind of a heavy thing i think probably people, i'm still thinking about it i don't know if i got more i'm sure other people are thinking about it. please leave us comments or reach out to us and let us know what you thought about that and what you think it's going to happen as a result of it, but check out profit, Greg. So uh, let me give a little background since
0: this is our first time out and uh, people are listening to us for the absolute very first time. What is a no brainer? Obviously it's the name of the show. Um, but what we want to make sure is sort it's of at the end of being. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's what our wives say about us when we're not in the room. Um, no, actually she just um, tells me that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you but, know, um, you know, obviously part of what we want to do is, you know, we do believe AI is a no brainer for marketers, but that doesn't mean it doesn't require a lot of thought and a lot of effort. So, um, <laughs> you know, when, you know, we're, we're going to try to deliver for each show a brainer, which is, I think a key takeaway. And Jeff, we'll come back to you to give that key takeaway in a, in a few minutes. Um, and a no brainer, um, um, and, you know, the no brainer is essentially it's something to do, something to check out, something to see, something you can use to educate yourself, whether it's hands on doing something with the technology or um, kind of eyes on learning about the technology. So I don't know. I don't know if you know Noah Breyer. I, I met him many years ago back when I was at Crayon. So, you know, heyday of social media marketing back when it was cool. Right. Uh, back when we met, we met. Right. That's um, true and. And, uh, so Noah Brainer at the time was a uh, comms planner or strategic planner at Naked Communications, which was a really cool shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, since then he went on, he started a company called Percolate, which was some kind of marketing te- uh, content marketing technology platform. Um, and uh, he's been doing a bunch of other stuff since. And one of his projects right now is something he calls BrandX. And he's doing a bunch of things with that, including like AI generated brand mashups and stuff like that. But more importantly, um, he's been uh, tracking Um, or, you know, keeping an eye on at least, the uh, MarTech AI space, right? So what are the various platforms that are coming out? What do they specialize in, right? When the whole world is eyes on ChatGPT, of course, there's a zillion other tools, right? You've got MidJourney and Dolly 2 and Stable Diffusion and ChatGPT and Jasper and Copy AI, right? There's a zillion different things. Typeface AI. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Profit AI, right? Now, um, so he's actually been tracking and just kind of keeping a running running tab, basically, on here are all the technologies he's seeing that look pretty cool. Um, so what I saw this week from him that I thought was really interesting and valuable, the kind of thing you might print out and stick on your office wall, even when you have to have a conversation about <laughs> AI, uh, the first time I've seen somebody do it for generative AI, is he created in a generative AI landscape, kind of like the Loom Escapes that everyone's been producing over the years. But this is specifically focused on on identifying and categorizing a range of different generative AI tools uh, that could be useful for marketers. Um, so um, I want—I think you know, checking that out is certainly a no-brainer. I would love to tell you the URL. I can't because it's so damn complicated. Uh, but we're <laughs> going to drop it in the show notes. It's a—he published it on a um, on a—I a, think a stack or something. Yeah. Um, and we're, but we'll give you the URL. It's got a long string of gobbledygook on the end of it. But definitely. Check it out. That's a really cool tool. The second thing he did, which I thought was really valuable, and I know you've done something similar, Jeff, on your own Medium blog, um, is he did a head-to-head shootout of a handful of yeah. um, generative AI. I love that. AI. Those are fun, right? right? Yeah. So he gave them all the same exact prompt and saw what they came back with. Um, and frankly, found, as I think any of us who have used those tools, that on their own as writers, they're not particularly good. No. Um, but certainly they work to provide a first draft or to save you from the blank page or whatever. But you know, it's a good worthwhile thing to check out too. So check out his, uh, his landscape chart and check out his uh, shootout to see how the um, different AI writers do. Because it's not just about pumping crap into ChatGPT. There are a lot of purpose-made tools that are actually built for writers the same way PR profit is built for PR agencies. Right. Um, so it's, I think a good, valuable tool. And again, we will drop that link into the show notes for anybody who wants to check it out. (laughs) So why don't you, Jeff, why don't you give us our brainer, our big takeaway for the week and, and,
1: uh, roll us on out of the show. Yes, definitely. So, I think our brainer is consider how to make, if you are on the agency side, make your services value-based using AI tools rather than hourly-based. I think we're moving much more into a world of outcomes rather than you know labor fees. And that could be good or bad, but that's kind of what to think about. And our no-brainer, yeah. just to recap. no No recap on the no-brainer? No brainer is
0: uh, is check out the, the range of tools <laughs> that are available. Um, you know, and uh, we'll drop that link for for Noah's uh, Noah's landscape. And you know, obviously, you want to go a step further on it actually try some of the tools because a lot of them, I'm sure, are available for free tests. And a lot of this, you know, as I know from the early days of social or mobile or even the Internet, right, it's all about putting your fingers on keys and actually seeing what this stuff does and what it feels like to use it and kind of how it works or how it doesn't work because there's so much hype out there, right? You read, Mm -hmm. if you believe the articles or if you even believe the um, the marketing from the AI companies themselves, you'd think that, you know, we've got, you know, sort of, you know, it's artificial general intelligence time. We've got, you know, here comes the singularity and the truth of the matter is, you know, we've got a handful of tools that do math with words. You know, we've got a handful of tools God that said. do, you know, visual pastiche or whatever, um, you know, and they will advance very quickly, but we need to be realistic about what they are and how they work and if they work. Right.
1: Yeah, and I definitely like that usage of the word tools. Right, it, it's a toolbox, and yep. every kind of task we have might have one of these tools. The question is whether it works for our type of approach in our work. So, yep, absolutely, CGF, have a good time with it and play with it. I love, I love playing with these things. I love seeing how they work out. So. Yeah, cool. So, with know. that, my friend. It's time for the weekend or whatever you're up to and uh and for our listeners as well, all three of you, since this is our first podcast. Thank you to our spouses and friends. <laughs> or friend. <laughs> One friend between us. You're right. No, but uh have a great weekend, Greg. And uh thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We'll be back. Please leave tips if you have any ideas for things that we should be looking at. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you are looking to find us, uh, we are at
0: uh, nobrainerpodcast.com. Uh, and you can watch us on uh, YouTube, of course, and catch us any place that podcasts are
1: available. Spotify, iTunes,
0: iTunes in other podcast thing. I don't even know. Uh, but we're out there. We're everywhere. And uh, we will be coming at you again in a couple of weeks.